This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody. So I can't look at any of my photos from just a week ago because they it's really bittersweet today because I think it was kind of <laughs> nice when I was gone or okay. And it was fine. It was it, fine. It, I got a little warm on yeah. my daily walk last week. Yeah. And then now, now I this. didn't even decide to take one today because I didn't right. want to fall on my butt. Yeah, this is just like uh, blah, blah, blah. But I did uh, have a wonderful vacation with family and I did read seven books yes the book report the book report Mm -hmm. okay and uh, grant has posted a link so don't worry if you're not catching the names or whatever of of what i'm saying so um and i want to thank um uh chapter two books um um sue sent me some advanced reader arcs i think they're called advanced Mm -hmm. reader copies so these are books that uh i that came out like this summer um most of them and uh, so Anyway, they're all available. But the first book I'm going to tell you about is, this was a wild story. It's called The Hop. The Hop, a novel, and it's by Diana Clark. And she's a New Zealander, a Kiwi, if you will. (laughs) Roxanne Gay was her advisor when she got her MFA from Purdue University. Uh She's great. And she wrote a book called Thin Girls that people might know. But this book... The Hop tells the story of how a poor girl coming of age in rural New Zealand grows up to be a sex icon, the face of a movement, and a mother all at the same time. And I would, you know, put this in a, you know, it's a feminist novel with a powerful message because she, she does, and when I say she becomes a sex icon, she's she's a sex worker at a place called The Hop, which is a legal brothel in Nevada. Kind of like The Bunny Ranch. The Bunny Ranch, exactly. And um, anyway, but it is really interesting how the story is told from a few different people's perspective. It's also very interesting in light of the fact of, if you really think about it, and I guess I'd never really thought about it, but, you know, in America... Like in the U.S., there might be 20 legal brothels, but it's estimated that there are three to five million sex workers. Mm -hmm. So people who do choose that work or want to do that work or that's what their calling is, however you want to call it. They don't have a lot of safety, anything around it. Oh, yeah. There's not really a regulatory That's uh, right. governance so over that. So it's a really interesting uh, story to read, and it's 
so well done. Is this set in modern yes, times? Yes, it's right in I'm modern times. I'm flipping through it, and it, like the way that it's laid out with the different narrators, it reminds me of looking through As I Lay Dying by William Faulkner. Yeah. Just like the different perspectives, the different, the different characters. characters. Oh. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it. And Diana, she lives in Salt Lake City. This is her second book, but she's, um, I just thought it was a very, uh, effective piece of fiction that also like really made me think in a whole nother way. And I gotta say, it's kind of a sexy book too, Mm. you know, because that's a bonus. Yeah, that's a bonus. And uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever read anything quite this Frank and I would consider it also a coming of age story. Great. So, okay. So that is the hop. Now I'd never read, uh, Julie and I are a fan of like, um, you know, William Kent Kruger, the Cork O'Connor series, um, you know, Lieutenant Stride, Brian Freeman. I had never read this author, Linda Castillo. She's, um, she's a mystery thriller writer and she is a character, a chief of police called Kate Burkholder and Kate, this might be like the. I don't know, the 14th novel in a case yeah. And she grew up Amish. Oh, and the it, author grew up Amish. Well, or, no, the, the, or the character. The character. Oh, and so it's uh it's a story this like like ten years earlier, this uh beloved Amish bishop disappeared without a trace, and then a skeletal remains showing evidence of foul play are unearthed and then the the appearance becomes more sinister and um the i think they're called the town elders go to painter's mill ohio to ask kate whom they know knows the amish community if off the record because she doesn't have jurisdiction in pennsylvania if she can solve the crime Ooh, it's very very good if you love your mystery suspense Again, interesting, the whole Amish thing I didn't know. And then I was like, oh, I've got a, a new um, series to check out Kate Burkholder because I really liked her character. And this character was the subject of a Lifetime original movie about a decade ago called An Amish Murder. And Kate was played by Nev Campbell. Ah, wow. So I wonder why they didn't do more because they've got a whole bunch of them. Well, just waiting to be developed, waiting for yeah, so- Lifetime to call. Yeah, and someone doesn't want Kate asking questions. Oh, of course some, not. Yeah, of course, of course not. not. And uh, but anyway, uh, it was really um, it was I I enjoyed the the hidden one very much. So and, and I like having a new um, a new character new character yeah. to follow. Yeah. Okay. Now this one, Holly, you will maybe relate to this one. This is called the Work Wife, and this came out in July. It's by Allison B. Hart. And it's about this gal named Zane Klein. She never planned to be a personal assistant to Hollywood royalty, Ted and Holly Stabler. But decade in at age 38, that's exactly how she spends her days, earning six figures um, to make sure the movie mogul and his family have everything that they could ever ask for and dream or more. And I'm dying laughing at some of like... You know about being a personal assistant. Yes. In Hollywood. Yes. You become like the work wife. 
Sure. Do you know everything might have faked being a spouse once or twice to get things moving? That's right. <laughs> maybe might, maybe have to do. I mean, it over, was, the, over the phone, you got to get things done. There's look. no ordinary day, and no. so it's kind of um, it's a fiction, but it's contemporary. I would also put it in the LGBT queer, queer adult category because of Zane's character and just the sex positive message but she has to decide if the sacrifices she makes for the job are worth the moral price she has to pay and it was just deliciously uh, gossipy and dumois-y into it into it and that was called the work wife and then I've just got uh a couple more books actually I've got like four more books to tell you about when we come back the book report continues yes so getting back to uh, the book report the book from report. Porta yes. So this was, um, this author is going to be on our show at the end of the month. Oh, and fun. this was kind of a juicy, uh, fun beach read. Uh, it's called The Widow. And it's a mystery, thriller, political Set in contemporary times. So like anything else? <laughs> yeah. She, Kara Rauda wrote this book called The Next Wife, which a lot of people read. And so this book is called The Widow. And uh, Jody Asher and her husband, Martin, are like political icons. He's been a congressman from the same district in Ohio for like 35 years. He has secrets. She has no limit uh, limits. And every chapter begins with insider tips for being a Congress uh, a person's spouse or Senate. You know, what all the little... Oh, the protocols privi- the and protocol the decorum. And yeah. all the perks and privileges. It's really kind of interesting. Huh. And I happen to read this book. Are, on- they, are they fact-based per- perks? Yes, I think so. Well, it'll be one of the things that we ask her. But, like, yes, uh, about, like... Um, you know, to take the elevator in the uh, the Capitol where they vote only only the congressperson or senator can ride in it. You oh, know, so the spouse has to take the back door. But yet there are all <laughs> these other things and what to do. And so that was really Ooh, kind intriguing. of an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. And but um, it's it's like he suddenly dies the congressperson and it kind of what will the wife what will the staffers what will everyone do to try and get that power because there is power in being an elected official and so so perhaps she's going to be running for office exactly Mm -hmm. and so it was just so interesting reading this i was reading not on election day i was kind of glad that i was out of town because i wasn't sure what was going on and and then I was just so happy that the Gen Zers, who were probably raised by either Gen Xers or Gen Joe, whatever, but they saved our country's A double S S or whatever you want to call it by <laughs> uh, voting, um, being the biggest age group out there to vote. Yeah, really amazing, mm-hmm. really amazing. And uh, so it was an interesting book to read this because as the balance of power shifts, even in a relationship, it just was Political in- intrigue on an intimate level. It kind of, it really was. And so uh, Kara is going to be on our show on the 29th. And so we'll ask her. But to me, all these little in these tips um, from staffers or Congress people for spouses and stuff was really an interesting setup for each chapter. Absolutely. Okay. So then um, this book, oh my gosh, this book, this is for fans of like, 
you know, Mary Higgins Clark. You really love your mystery suspense. It's called The Disinvited uh, Guest. This came out also this summer by Carol Goodman. And it comes a group of friends. So uh, it's like two years after COVID. And another pandemic has hit. And some people have gotten super prepared. But what happens is that this uh, group of friends go to this this island in Maine, off of the coast of Maine. And the one guy is super prepared, but there's all this. I would almost say this is a suspense gothic because this is an island where in, uh, in like the 1800s when the potato famine was happening in Ireland and they would just, the tenant farmers were just getting rid of their tenants and putting them on boats and a lot of them were crashing on these little islands. So there is some historical thing about all these little remote islands that became like hospitals and anyway, but Ooh. people start disappearing. So in that way, oh, it's no. like Pe- Agatha Christie. Yeah. So people start disappearing on this the, island, on the island where they escaped where they, this pandemic. Oh. And now no one can help them, but it was a real page turner. Oh, is it, does it hit too? Is it, is it a too soon book? No, because the, disinvited it's, guest? It, it, the pandemic is quickly left behind in the sense that when mysterious, suspenseful it is like just, that. Yeah. We're, you know, it is simply the catalyst for the these catalyst, folks yeah. to get to the island. Okay, like the island has a dark history that's coming Ooh. down on everybody. Oh no, are there ghosts involved? Yes, oh! yes, yes. Is the island haunted by the dead? You know, um, so I, I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed finding Carol is uh, Goodman is a prolific writer, and she writes these kinds of books. So I was happy to have a new author, and that's called The Disinvited Guest. Thank you. Yes. Looking forward to that scary frightful. Okay, now my my serious book that I read, if you will, by a name author is I read Louise Erdich, The Sentence, which this book uh, was actually published last November. Um, And... um, it's a, I'll read the little set. A small independent bookstore in Minneapolis is haunted from November 2019 to November 2020 by the store's most annoying customer, Flora, who dies on All Souls Saints or All Souls Day. And of course, Louise owns the Birch Bark Bookstore. That's right. And, now and I'm remembering this, this book, book when it came yeah. out last year. And she simply won't leave the store. And Tookie, who's landed a job selling books after years of incarceration, that she survived by reading everything she could get her hand on, must solve the mystery of this haunting, while at the same time trying to understand all that occurs in Minneapolis during the year of 2020 george mm. floyd all the you know furious reckoning the whole isolation everybody's grief and astonishment yeah and she's you know if you've ever read any louise erdich she's and just you have to go back and like what did i just read after read this sentence it's so beautiful this is your literary fiction yes book selection from your book report <laughs> but this book also has you know a magical realism to it that i don't know that louise um you know i don't know that she's ever written about that i know she's a very she always writes very profound mm-hmm. and emotional um you know 
books, but I feel like this was, uh, I don't think we've ever had a, like a ghost ghost story. And this, her. and this is a ghost ghost story. It the is. sentence. It is the yeah. sentence. It is. And, uh, what do we owe to the living? What do we owe to the dead? What do we owe to the reader? What do we owe to the book? I will admit at the beginning of reading the sentence, I felt like it was the sentence reading the sentence <laughs> because it just took me a minute oh, yeah. to get into the the setup of the story. You have to absorb the rhythm. And, and if you're on yeah. vacation and not expecting to encounter some serious literary fiction, you got to shift your mindset. And But then I ended up you know, reading it in a day and I was just like... Oh, that was so good. Yeah. You know, it was so good. It was just so rich and wonderful. And then the last book I won't spend a lot of time on because we're having the author on this Wednesday. But Dinah Jeffries, who is, um, I would call it a historical uh, fiction almost, but uh, it's called The Hidden Palace. And it's a World War II story. And I guess the only thing historical that's in it that is, is true. The story is completely, you know, made up this woman and, you know, runs away from um, her family because she can't, she feels like she will, because her father is German, that she's at risk to be picked up by the Nazis. Or So she flees back to England where her mom lives and her sister is in the meantime fled to Malta. Mm. And it was really interesting, the history of Malta um, in World War II, because it's this island 100 miles off of Italy, like 100 miles from Africa. So you're like, it's it, it's always, it's a British commonwealth. Donnie Love was born in Malta. That's right. And what? Yeah, and if you ever get a chance on a cruise or ever a chance to go to Malta, when you sail into Valletta, you think you're sailing into a movie set because of the turrets, everything, the ramparts, the limestone that it's made out of. It's this beautiful. Look at any photos of uh, Valletta, the Knights of Valletta or the Knights of something. Anyway, it's a cool island. So the Hidden Palace is all basically takes place in Malta in World War II with uh, France and and um England as a backdrop. And it's just a wildly romantic um, rift over generations, lie, betrayal. Oh, lots of melodrama in beautiful settings. Yes, but it's after the brutality of the war and it's also during the war and how bombed Malta was and just like what an interesting uh, setting that that is. And I get to the back of the book and Dino's like, I wrote this book during COVID and I never got to go to Malta, but it's so well researched. And if you even just look at any photos of Malta, you'll see why you would just be. Oh, it's very romantic. Very Extremely. romantic. This is where Brad and Angelina uh, filmed that movie oh, that yes. tore them apart. Oh, And Troy was filmed in Malta. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. And um, yeah, I went there once on a cruise oh. for a day. Oh, anyway, the hidden pal. So we're going to talk to Dina, but I really enjoyed. Oh, just uh, was, a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of days. So Great. that's 